Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt Men, your source for all things professional wrestling. I'm Andrew Zarin. Of course, I'm joined by the Haitian sensation, Rich Stambolian. Blop, 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 blop. Uh, give me a gimmick. Uh, give me a gimmick, kid. The Haitian sensation. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I could be, could I be, like, in, like, wrestling lingo? Could I be an albino Haitian guy? You could be really corny. Yeah. yeah you like, a really corny, corny albino Haitian yeah. guy who just talks with, like, a French accent. You know, who's like, I am from Haiti. White suit, black bow tie. Yeah. That's his outfit. Linen suit. Yeah. Linen suit. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't go with the very stereotypical professional wrestling gimmick for uh-huh. anybody that is not a native of this country. Which is? Uh, go over the top racist with like a voodoo gimmick. Ooh, wasn't Papa Shango from Haiti? I don't know. I think he was billed from like the other side, the other not, side of not, the world, not the dark side, but the other side. Let's see, Papa Shango. Where was Papa Shango billed from? That's my. I don't think it's how it says. If anybody out there wants to create a, and I and I've noticed this on the Twitter is like people will send us these memes that they create like yeah. real quick. I think uh, like Monday night, I said uh, John Cena is looking little Friar Tuck in the back of his head, and somebody posted like a Friar Tuck John Cena picture. That's really with, funny. like the bald spot. If somebody can make a Papa Sean Michaels picture, a Papa Sean, <laughs> yeah, Michaels, like Papa Sean Michaels, yeah, you want to merge them into one guy. Yep, but it's got to yeah. be male stripper Sean Michaels. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's the ultimate Shawn Michaels, oh, that's right? that's the best Shawn Michaels. Uh, we are doing the show here on a Friday, guys. Uh, yesterday, I don't know what happened. You were busy. I had stuff going on. I was in the city all day. I'm pretty hungover today. Yeah, I'm, uh, I was busy. That's why I celebrated yesterday because I, uh, this is kind of like a nice little thing yeah. for me. The My regular Thursday afternoon gig. You graduated beauty school. They, no, they actually let me build a studio in the in their office. Oh, very cool. So I had to get there early yesterday to, to, to set it up and everything oh that's, so that's awesome kind of cool that's awesome yeah. well congratulations thank you very much i, I got, th- I got th- wasted yesterday <laughs> yeah i got uh i got pretty wrecked i did a whole day of drinking i started oh, okay. around 11 okay. 30 mm-hmm. and it continued no i actually started a little later it was about 1 30 i started okay uh and it continued on till about 10 30 at night Jeez, man. so i did nine hours you're lucky you have a 10 foot commute yeah <laughs> well no i actually i was in the city um all day so, so i meant this oh morning. today yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, thank god yeah there'd be no way i would be functioning you but. could probably just sleep in your chair yeah and just wake up and do a show yeah have you slept in this chair um oh i'm sure i passed out in the chair <laughs> yeah i'm positive that's happened oh, that's a, that's uh, like, i did watch a lot of professional wrestling this week yes uh that i didn't really have a lot going on this week this was a little bit of a mm-hmm. slow week uh mm-hmm. the week prior was pretty hectic but i did watch a lot of wrestling mm-hmm. um and man, we are in a slump. You think so? Not necessarily with what was. I thought Raw was pretty good. What about Night uh, of Champions? I thought Night of Champions was pretty good. Yeah. The problem is mm-hmm. the ratings are not reflecting that. Oh no, no, the ratings are um, shit. Dude. The ratings are atrocious. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We could we could talk a little bit about Night of Champions. It's been a while, but um, we should, it's it was on Sunday. Yeah, it was on Sunday, but. <laughs> Now it's like old news, guys. <laughs> I don't want to recap five days later. All right, fine. Um, it was okay. I thought Night of Champions was 
pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was pretty happy with the results. It made a lot of sense. People were pissed that the Dudleys didn't win. I, the Dudleys should not have won. Come on. Because they could get a little bit more steam with the Dudleys chasing. Storytelling, guys. Yeah, exactly. let's, let's relax. They'll probably get it eventually. TLC, man. Um, John Cena winning the U.S. title. Uh, that was expected and normal. I think it's good that they took both t- you know, the title off of them. It was normal. Um, it was very normal. Uh, Kevin Owens, IC champ. Amazing. I, did, I didn't think he was going to win it on the first shot. Uh, me neither. I also yeah. thought that they, put, because of him, they put on probably Ryback's best match of his career. Yeah. Uh, man, Ryback is is he's an he seems like a very nice guy. He does. He does but, seem like, he's like a too nice guy. Big man, like he's too big. To be doing a fifteen-minute match, nah. I think uh, you know. You know, like I liked Ryback at like face Ryback when he just didn't speak and came out and just did the feed me more stuff. That's yeah. just like the machine. Yeah, like, yeah I that, like that. That was awesome. But him being like, let me tell you about uh, this book I read called The Secret, even though I don't really look like a guy who reads very much or can read at all. Yeah, you know? yeah. like it's just I, I, I'm not sold on that. And he does seem really nice and sweet. He does seem nice and sweet. He seems like a nice, sweet boy. Um, Kevin Owens, IC champ. Let, let's mm-hmm. hope that they um, they do not, you know, curse him with a secondary title. Oh my god! Or like an injury, God forbid, because that title is cursed. Oh yeah, yeah. everybody gets injured with that title. Um, Ziggler Rusev, I I just I tuned out during that. Man. I don't even remember what happened. Totally just like which match? Ziggler Rusev. Uh, Rusev won. I don't know. <laughs> that that storyline really got screwed, huh? It did. I mean, how do you screw that storyline up? I don't know. It had yeah. so much to do. I think what they're going to do eventually, Lana's going to turn when she gets back, and she's going to be like, oh, it was a big, you know. I think, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. A bit, uh, Rusev's going to end up with both babes. Yeah, oh, he, both babes. And no, then, I, th- I think Summer Rae and, uh, and Ziggler are going to get together because they're going to be like, oh, they screwed us. They were, you know, working yeah. us. Um. Ziggler's just going to come out with sensational cherry at some point. I love his trunk. Can I tell you how many people were like offended at his trunks? Why? Uh, it was crazy. Like I posted it on Facebook, uh-huh. uh, on Twitter, because he had Lana's face, and it was an homage to Rick Rude. Right. Like that's what it was. And like a lot of the female wrestlers were like, "That's disgusting." Female fans. Female. Yeah, female fans. <laughs> the female wrestlers loved it. The female fans were like, mm-hmm. "That's disgusting." Oh my God! Why? There's nothing awesome about this. It's pretty awesome. And I'm like, do you not realize what uh, he did? Like, and I did like a like it was a side to side. Yeah. I was like, listen, guys, relax. Let, you know, you should have uh, just tweeted everybody Rick Rude pictures. Yeah, you know what's amazing? People get really. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I like your. I like your. Whenever you do something sexual, you make that noise. Yeah. It's funny. That's the noise I make at anything sexual. Um. I thought that was really uncomfortable when Rick Rude would do that as a child. As a kid, yeah, absolutely. I would, I would get like, I'm like, ooh, what is he doing? Like, he's gyrating his his hips. But as an adult, you appreciate it more. And also as an adult, like, you get you can pay attention to the crowd. Is that a move? Like, where where did that move come from? That was the the opening taunt. Because he'd come to the ring with Bobby the Brain. And yeah, then, and he'd do this thing. Yeah. But is was that a thing that people did in the 80s? Like, was that like a move? Was I that like so. a sex move? I think it was a sex move. It was, it was like a, a sexy, sexy move. move. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having the balls? Uh-huh. Like, you're you're like hooking up with a girl and he pulled that move out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> like, he, he probably brought chicks back to the hotel room <laughs> and did that. Apparently, and he was, he was just a like, total family man. He never did that. Except for the time that he... Um, except for the time he did that. <laughs> except for the time he did something to Francine's uh, uh, rear. Okay. Have you ever seen that? No. 
Oh, it's weird. Yeah. He, um, I'm going to, because we, we try to be clean on the show, guys. We're not we're really over the top sexual on the show. Uh, he picked her, he picked her up and like pulled her like skirt up. So okay. it's like her butt in a thong, picked her up and imagine like as if he's going to pile drive her, but he didn't pile drive her. He pile drived his face into her. Okay. And he did that for like five minutes All and right. he walked to the back with her. Nice. I remember, I kind of remember that, yeah. And he came out with, like, the sweatshirt, like, the weird, yeah. like, like Russell sweatshirt. I kind of remember that, yeah. Yeah, like, it's weird. Look it up on YouTube, guys. Uh, Google um, YouTube Francine and, yeah. and Rick Rude. So, uh, that Ziggler match, weird, uh, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. Uh, um, I do have a Twitter rant to go on in a little bit, by the way. Okay. Uh, I thought the women's match was very good. It was very good. I'm glad Charlotte won. Yeah. That's really cool. You know, very good match. Um, uh, where where else are we? Uh, Wyatt family. Which all right, like let let, let let's. We were. I, did we say Jericho last week on thing? I you might have you might have said Jericho, and I was like, uh, no, he's off TV. The the thing with that is like you're like and the secret dude, and you're like, oh yeah, Jericho, and then at some point in the match, I was like. I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> it's Jericho. Well, th- you know what was interesting? They mm-hmm. they did that tease, right? Yeah. They they did that tease between Dean Ambrose and Jericho. Yeah, and then on Monday they did nothing with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're planning on it was a one time shot or they're planning on doing something in the in the future. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a decent feud. I would actually enjoy to see that that feud go on. Yeah, uh, Jericho is one of those guys that you know you give you give a good guy like you don't have to give him the main event guy, but mm-hmm. you give him a real good mid carder. He could get a phenomenal match. For yeah, him. I think him if if they set up like if they set this up with like Jericho versus Ambrose at some point, I think that'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. Uh, you could build it up. I mean, that that'd be a great yeah. feud. Uh, Sting versus S- Seth Rollins. Rollins, <laughs> Seth Rollins. Uh, I thought it was a great match. Yeah. I, I don't care what anybody says. That Sting. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the ending, but mm-hmm. Sting did a phenomenal job. Yeah. He was great, 56 years old. This guy was doing a, a plancha. And now it's over. He was doing uh, a lot of... He was keeping up with Seth Rollins, and that's what we were saying, right? Mm-hmm. Because Seth mm-hmm. Rollins mm-hmm. is in his prime. Not mm-hmm. He's not even in his prime yet. Yeah. And he's this good. You know, like, he's what, 29 years old? That dude's the best 28 in the business years old. Right now. Give him another three years. Yeah. Uh, if he, When he's like 33, mm-hmm. this guy's going to be... I, I can't even think of how much better this guy's going to get. I agree with that. So, but Seth Rollins is the best wrestler in the business right now. Yes. I'll agree with uh, that. I mean, completely. I'll honestly say, you know, people could argue Nakamura. People could argue AJ Styles. They're Jay a little Lethal older. Jay, Le- Jay Lethal's great, too. But yeah. I, Seth Rollins is better than Jay Lethal. He's, that, that dude is, like, I, I, I agree with you. And, like, it's completely crazy how, like, a few months ago, you're kind of like, you know what? AJ Styles is the best because just, just of, like, the adoration, the the match quality, and all yeah. that stuff. But at this point, Rollins... at this point, and listen, this, this it, it goes back and forth, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not set in stone, right? Like at this moment, I think Seth Rollins is doing the best work out of anybody in the business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people could argue Okada, people could argue all these people, but right now, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Seth Rollins is the best. I agree with that. And too. he's wrestling Sting, a fifty-six-year-old guy. Yeah, and Sting kept up with Rollins. Yep, they didn't really phone it in. Uh, they really did some crazy mm-hmm. spots. First spot, uh, the pl- the plancha was great. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess that's like his new move now. He does that. I guess so yeah. And but he never did that in his career. Right. Like it's a weird move for him to do. Maybe he felt it, man. Maybe he was just like, like I got it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna do it. Plancha. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
That's me doing a planche. Yeah. You want to see it? Look. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Just throw your arms out. Yeah. Um, the table spot was bad. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, can we talk about these goddamn monitors? Yeah. What? What bizarre <laughs> universe uh-huh. are we in that they're still using these black and white hard CRTs? I think they're for the audience. No, I think what happened in 1985, Vince McMahon bought an entire company out. He's like, what do you guys sell? He's like, okay, well, we have uh, we sell uh, fabric. Oh, God, we could use that for uh, for, for the wrestlers. Uh-huh. Uh, we, sell, uh, we, we sell hats. Oh, well, we could sell that. And we sell these shitty TV, like these shitty monitors, uh-huh. black and white. Yeah. Oh, let's get them. And he bought thousands of these mm-hmm. things. Do you know how many they've broken over the last couple of years? Like, think of how many of them they've broken. Those are all from 1985. They're all from 1985. And they're all in that big... Have you ever seen the production truck that they bring? Like, the big truck? Yeah. All that stuff is full of everything just in case they need it. And I feel like they've had those monitors for, like, a million years. Like, every single one of those monitors, they're just in the truck. They have, like, duplicates and triplicates and quadruplicates of the same thing. Like, Vince bought stock in those they, tiny they can't do little something. black yeah. and white yeah, like, fuzzy friggin' yeah. monitors. It was like the Ico Pro. He bought Ico Pro. He uh-huh. created that. And and he bought all these monitors. Yeah. It, it's the most insane thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foothands is saying that Alvarez said that he was told that the reason why they use those crappy CRTs is mm-hmm. because they don't have a delay and all digital monitors do. That is actually not that true. Mm-hmm. Like, when you talk about a delay, you're talking about a fraction of a second delay. Yeah. You're talking about uh, 500 milliseconds of a delay. I don't think yeah. it's that necessary for Jerry Lawler to be, you know, <laughs> under 300 milliseconds of a delay on this black and white monitor. I can't look up and see what's going on. Oh, man, what's going on? I, I think Maybe I think, that's what it is. Maybe. I don't know. But these monitors are insane. Yeah I, yeah. I I I think it's the greatest prop ever. Like, I think it's like a big joke now that they're yeah. still using these crappy monitors. Uh, Sting hit, hit the back of his head on that thing. Yeah. Uh, why Seth Rollins didn't clear it out, I don't know. But he hit the back of his head. Fine, whatever, looked mm-hmm. bad. Uh, but apparently, he is in bad shape. Yeah, man, that's he, oh, so unfortunate. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bizarre because he he first he took that power bomb to the turnbuckle, mm-hmm. the first one, and then he took the second one, and he, he you know he was interviewed and they put it on WWE.com. I, I guess he was diagnosed with spinal stenosis. Yeah, which is not good, right? Uh, especially at fifty six years old, possible spinal stenosis. Pos- the, the, I think they're tiptoeing around it. I I also think he got a little, uh, he got you know a little shell shocked. Yeah, I think uh, that's that know, also played a factor in it. It could also be a work. No, no, no. Yeah. I think he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. because um, well, more will work than they're letting on. No, I think I know. Yeah. I because you could tell that they were um, having major communication issues at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rollins, you know, he's calling a spot super yeah. loud, and Sting is now responding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he went to the, he was supposed to. I don't know what they were doing in the corner, and Sting kind of like used the ropes to like hang on. He's like, okay, like clothesline me, duck clothesline. Yeah. And he threw him to the ropes, and he ran, and then he just collapsed. Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, man. At first, I thought, I'm like, oh, maybe they're, they're doing the thing where like mm-hmm. Sting can't continue, you yeah, know? Because yeah. he's older, but I, he, was, he was banged up. And they really took the camera off of him after that match. Yeah. Once, you know, once he, he just rolled right out of there. Yeah. The, 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 the interesting thing about it is like, apparently like there's no hard feelings. Uh, Sting came out in like a bit of an interview saying like 
that Rollins, number one, Rollins is the best dude he's ever worked with. Yeah. And number two, that he said that Rollins came and apologized to him, and Sting was like, look, man, it's my fault. Like, I should have known better. Well, Sting said that he he didn't, pr- like, protect himself, I guess, when he mm-hmm. fell on the turnbuckle. And he's like, okay, that's not going to happen again. He did the same thing again. Yeah. So it was really the way that he took the, the mm-hmm. bump yeah. more than anything else. Uh, just Just awful, because... I don't think he had a lot of matches. I don't, you know, the plan with Sting was never to do like 10 matches. Yeah. You know, if it was five, if it was four, if it was three, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, they may play it safe and that, that may have been Sting's last match. It, listen, if that's the case, then you have that unfortunate, unfortunate as it is, you have that added heat for Rollins being able to say as a I character, out, like, yeah. I retired Sting. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are to try and take this title from me? Um, the other thing that was... And that's how you set up Rollins Hogan or Rollins Flair. Rollins <laughs> Snuka. Jeez. Roll- oh, I want to see that. Um, the other the other interesting thing is that they announced the uh, Welcome to Hell Tour. What do, they, what do they call it? Yeah. Going to Hell Tour. Yeah. Yeah. And it was such a Paul Heyman ECW, like, Brock Lesnar going to hell, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sp- provided by, you know, uh, <laughs> the new Rob Zombie album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the old the old Rob Zombie album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He just, like, time-traveled. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. The Brock Lesnar going to hell tour, sponsored by Thunderkiss. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, uh, that, that, that's true. I, that was so weird, man. Like, they just announced it, and it's, like, kind of old school, where they just announced it right in the middle of the of the pay per view, where it's like yeah. Brock Lesnar versus the Undertaker in a hell in a cell, and you're like, no build, huh? Yeah, no twenty three minutes past the hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they announced it, and th- th- here's a fascinating thing. I'm not surprised that they're doing that match, right? Uh-huh. What I am uh, a little surprised about is that that was a WrestleMania plan, guys. Yeah, not that anymore, was a WrestleMania dude. plan, and Vince is really adamant on sticking to a lot of these WrestleMania matches. Mm-hmm. So the co-main event which would have been Brock Taker, is happening at Hell in a Cell. Yep. I think it's a great place to have that match. Um, now, what do you do with Taker, and what do you do with Brock? Uh, Brock Austin. Oh, God. You know, it's happening. I, because just think about it. Okay, They did the Paul Heyman thing. Right. Monday's right? podcast is going to set up yeah. the, the mania. Uh, they did the Paul Heyman thing. Uh, and you saw that little back and forth, and you know that there's a history between Brock and Austin because Austin refused to do the job for him. That's when he took the ball. When he took the ball and he went home. Yep. And uh, you got the biggest WrestleMania of all time, guys. They want, they need to break mm-hmm. 110,000 people. And that's how you do it. In that building. So <laughs> how do you do it? Now, Brock Taker's not happening. So you have two guys that are open here. Mm-hmm. Who is big enough to wrestle both? Right? Let's, let's, let's start off with yeah. Taker. Who would be big enough to wrestle Taker at a WrestleMania? John Cena. I think it's going to be Cena. Yeah? I think so, because they've never done that. Yeah. And it's, you know, you could say The Rock, but you've seen The Rock uh-huh. and, and him. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins and Taker? Okay, but, I mean, that's kind of similar to, like, Punk and Taker. You know what I mean? Like, okay. it's not... Again, I think Seth Rollins, if they're going to do a guy on the main roster, they're going to do Seth Rollins and Brock mm-hmm. at WrestleMania for the title. They could do that. That's Rumble. That could be Rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be Rumble. Um, that, that match we're going to see. We're yeah. going to have to see that match. But for Taker, for it to be, wow, okay, this is actually interesting. Like, 
you know, take her Triple H, take her Shawn Michaels, take her, uh, you know, Punk. Like, these were interesting matches yeah. to see. And I feel like the last match with Bray Wyatt, it made sense because they're spooky guys. But they're really, like, nobody really... Spooky guys don't fight in the daytime. That yeah, match is that a That was race. the problem. Yeah, they, were, they should be fighting in a graveyard. Yeah. Oh with skeletons. God. Ugh, that would be amazing. And ghouls. Mm-hmm. There should have been a lot of ghouls. So, I, I don't think that the match really... You know, it was a decent match. Yeah. I think Bray did a great job, yeah. but... Yeah. Not, yeah. not one of the best ones. Not one of the best ones. Taker wins the Rumble. Taker and, wins the Rumble. And then his last match is that WrestleMania, and he retires. Um, Austin, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be Austin. Austin versus Brock. It's going to be amazing. Well, and then you also have The Rock, so it's going to be Rock Triple H. You think so? You think they're going to go so. nostalgia with that? I think so. I think yeah. you're going to get Rock Triple H. I think you're going to get... Remember, it is... Right now, they're in... By the way, and these are the exact words that they're using, the mm-hmm. company. They're in panic mode at this very moment. Because of the ratings. Because of the ratings. Because they come up with excuses. WWE has become very good at creating excuses for mm-hmm. poor ratings. Yeah. Well, there was football on. Well, there was the Emmys on. Right, well, there yeah. was, you know, it was, it was a holiday. Well, it was a non-traditional holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was back to school. Yeah. Uh, it, every was, it was raining. Yep. <laughs> there was bad weather. There was a storm in the Midwest. Like, every week there's some sort of excuse. And now you got football season. Mm-hmm. And it has been a trend over the last, you know, X amount. And that's when they get worried. Because normally what happens, they'll have, like, two bad weeks. Yeah. And they do a random raw with like nobody on it, and the ratings shoot right back up. Yeah, yeah. They go, they go back to like a three-two, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the rating is. And they go, oh yeah, look, it was a fluke. You know, who yeah. knows what it was? It could have been whatever. Right now, the ratings have been gradually falling. This is when they freak out, and, and this is when they freak out. And they put the title on Cena, and they put the title on <laughs> Cena, and then they put the U.S. title on Sheamus. Yep. Yeah, uh, I don't think we're gonna see that. I don't think you're gonna get that kind of freak out, but I do think they're gonna bring in the heavy artillery at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, Two weeks from now, that, that Raw, what is it, the 10th? October 10th? Yeah. You got Ric Flair, you got Steve Austin, you got Brock Lesnar, you got Shawn Michaels, <laughs> and The Undertaker <laughs> on the card. So we've gone back yeah. back to 1990, you know, 1999. Oh, my God, yeah. To, to kind of save the ratings. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think panic mode is good for them because they're, they're, I, it may be a rude awakening that things mm-hmm. are not working the way that they're doing it. Yeah. And it's not because they don't have the talent. They're just not utilizing the talent. Yeah. Think about how many. This is their best roster of all time. If oh, you think yeah. About, if you think about natural abilities. And character-wise. And, and, I mean, this is a very strong character roster. Absolutely. Um, forget and, and And I don't want to hear the attitude error. Like, people are like, yeah, but the attitude error. The attitude error. Oh, so good. The attitude error. The attitude error was great because you had five people that were all main eventers, and they could they could be replaced and put into another spot. Uh-huh. You had five guys that were all given an equal amount of time yes. and an equal strong push. Yeah, You have 15 guys on this roster right now uh-huh. that could be put in those positions. The problem is they're not utilizing those guys. But they're also wrapped up in ongoing stories that they need to wrap up at some point. Like, as much as I love yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Wyatts, like... That needs to stop okay. or get elevated. Let's look, let's look at the top guys in this roster. Seth Roman Rost. Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, John Cena, Bray Kevin Wyatt. Owens, Bray Wyatt. Um, uh, so I, would, I would have said uh, Cesaro. No, way. So, that no, 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 no. Right no, no, no. Now, I'm man. saying like yeah. ability, okay. natural. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this guy could be a main eventer. Okay. If they didn't just kill him. Mm-hmm. I just gave seven guys without even thinking. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Uh, 
Seamus, okay, fine. If he did something interesting with <laughs> he, him, he is you do a something. top guy, which is kind of weird. Yeah, he's a top guy, but I mean, if he did something interesting with the guy, uh-huh. I mean, I just named eight guys mm-hmm. that could be moved in and out mm-hmm. to be in that top spot. Yeah. Make it interesting. Yeah. You, t- you have a guy like Seamus. The guy looks great. Yeah, forget. It. You know what? I'm not. Let's take Seamus out. Randy Orton is mm-hmm. uh, there. Is like the anti John Cena, right? Like he's the guy. Like he will, okay. he's going to be the guy going in all of fame. He's going to be mm-hmm. the guy that makes his returns. Like this is, he's the main player. Yeah. Why is he not being utilized as that? Mm-hmm. I, you know, because you know what they do with Orton, and this has been my theory with him for for the last few years is that they'll keep Orton warm, so you don't forget him, and they'll just bring him back up to the main event title when they really need him. You know, yeah. when they're like, okay, cool. Like, this guy's hurt. This guy's hurt. This guy's not really working out. Let's somehow insert Randy Orton into this picture again, you know? And I bet you it's going to be the next time he gets put in that main event picture, it's going to be with somebody who has, he's never really feuded with. And it's going to be amazing. But but look at this. Look at the, look at their champions right now. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, John Cena, Charlotte, and the New Day. Yeah. Those are their champions. Can you disagree with any of those? Not at all. None. Not at all. I can't. I mean, really, you cannot say uh, that is not a good schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not a good roster uh, of champions. Uh, wh- why is this happening? Why are they failing in the ratings so much? The reason why they're failing is lack of consistent storylines mm-hmm. and the lack of commitment. Yeah. If they're not committed to what they're doing, why are we going to be committed to it? Yeah, I think the other side of that is also apart, I, apart from what you're saying is that there's so much content on television. There is. There's a lot. All, all rating. By the way, mm. with that said, you're absolutely right. Yeah. There's all ratings are down for yeah. everything. Yeah, everything's ratings are down. Uh, it's not like the wrestling is the only one. It just people don't watch television the way that they used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to make compelling content and make it unexpected. Right. You if you make every week so. People get used to it, you know? You, like, you do a title match on Raw, right? Like, you do a mm-hmm. WWE title match. Seth Rollins versus, you know, so-and-so. You know 100% that that is going to be a screw finish or it's going to be a DQ or a count-out or mm-hmm. a walk or whatever. Yeah. Because they're not going to drop the title. So why am I going to commit to 11, 10, mm-hmm. 11 o'clock at night when the main event starts and it's going to have an overrun of 10 minutes, 15 yeah. minutes. Why Why am I going to stay up for three hours just so nothing happens? But also, um, you got to think about it this way, too. I feel like most people don't make it a um, must-see TV, like appointment television like they used to. Whereas, like, you could just easily DVR. And, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you DVR raw, that that does not count for the ratings, right? It, uh, if you watch within 24 hours. Okay. So if you DVR it and then watch it on, like, a Wednesday night. Yeah. It doesn't count for the ratings. I, I, think I don't know. People... I, I that's what I that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. It takes it's forty eight hours on a DVR. Okay. Um. Uh. Who said this? Uh. MG Geek brought up a good point. All the people you named were NXT champions except for two of them. Yeah, but well, because you're going to see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be NXT guys. Except I mean, for, except for point. John Cena. Except for John Cena, but he's an OVW guy, so of yeah. course he's developmental. Um. It, it is. It, it, this is they they are in a panic and i think it's a good thing because mm-hmm. what they're doing is not working okay for the most part i mean SummerSlam was a huge success for them mm-hmm. huge 
So coming off of that, I think a lot of people expected that it was going to be high times for them. And it wasn't. That was not the case after SummerSlam. Things started plummeting after SummerSlam. So Mm -hmm. they had one of their best. I mean, SummerSlam was a great show. Oh, it was awesome. It was great. They had the best three days ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. So WrestleTastic. WrestleTastic. 96. Yep. (laughs) That's my pay-per-view's name. So why uh, <laughs> why are they in the- I like that. WrestleTastic mm-hmm. 96. Follow Sponsored them. by the Smashing Pumpkins debut there, album. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's also followed by WrestleBoy. Mm-hmm. WrestleBoy 96. <laughs> WrestleBoy 97. Get the box set. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's also a lot of wrestling. I mean, they're doing SmackDown. SmackDown mm-hmm. is a go like a throwaway show at this point. No way, man. SmackDown's like it's it's it continues the stories. It Nobody's puts the stories it. on the simmer. I think when they go to USA, it's going to be a little different. Yeah, I DVR SmackDown. Yeah, I also think you that, you know USA is going to have a real problem because now they're committing five hours a week to wrestling. Oh yeah, and with crappy ratings and crappy advertising, they're not yeah. really doing well with the ads. So they're going to have to. Uh, really stepped the game up, and mm-hmm. I don't think they could. You know, the days of bringing back a Shawn Michaels are, are are less and less. Yeah. So you really have to work on what you have at this moment. Absolutely, I'm telling you, man. Shawn, uh, not Shawn, uh, Austin, Austin Brock, WrestleMania 32, 33, whatever, whatever the hell it is. Um, 32. And let me tell you how. Let me tell you how it happens. Okay. All right, they're gonna be on the podcast. They start making out. They're gonna. Oh, jeez. <laughs> come here, come here, Brock Lesnar. I just want to kiss you on the lips. Um. They the the whole thing goes well. The last fifteen minutes, it's Brock breaking Austin's chops because he does a podcast and doesn't wrestle. And doesn't wrestle, yeah. And then Austin takes offense to it, and then that's how you get that slow build, and that makes sense with Austin showing up at that raw also in a couple of weeks. That's they're they're starting this build right now. For that main event. Oh, yeah. And, and listen, I think that would be great if they mm. tease it. You know, keep oh teasing it, keep teasing it, te- keep teasing it. Yeah. Uh, how, can you, how can you not do that? Official retirement match for Austin. Uh, uh, he gets uh, destroyed by I'm, Brock Lesnar. From, from, what, from what I've heard, Brock Rock is not an option. That is not happening. Yeah, no, nah, it's not happening. So, you know, now you have Rock, you have Brock, you have Taker. These are all open trips mm-hmm. i mean you have all these open guys yeah i think triple h rock maybe triple e, you're gonna end up doing it yeah i mean because they've yeah. always worked well mm-hmm. and and actually that's one of the most underrated feuds yeah uh triple h rock SummerSlam 98 yeah uh for the lat it was a ladder match it, it's one of the most underrated in my opinion ladder matches i, I thought that was mm-hmm. a great match they had yeah i i always loved that feud man that was so good and that's when um that's when the triple h character really like started taking off too because they were feeding him uh, all the faces, yeah, you know, and like just to build them up, and it worked, you know, like they, well, no, took Triple, a H, Triple H was a face there. Was oh, this was the the pre title run, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah this okay. is the IC title. Yeah, 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 okay, I remember that. Triple H was a face mm-hmm. there. Um, r- yeah, Raw on the nineteenth. It's gonna be Raw on the nineteenth, not next week. Mm. Uh, Brock Rock is not an option at this very moment. They, that is what they said. They don't. They're not considering that for the match right now. They could do that later down the line. They want to use Brock because you're using both of them for. I really think what they're trying to do is get Austin. Yeah. Or they're trying to figure out how to get Austin. I think there's a lot of people that want Austin. I think there's a lot of people that are afraid if he could actually even do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin last year said he went in in a ring and he was running around. He felt great. Mm-hmm. So he looks amazing. 
the dude just works out like a monster. Yeah, he's gigantic. He's huge, man. Yeah. Like, he, I, I guarantee you, like, that's going to be his him riding off into the sunset is going to be him versus Brock Lesnar. I think that's a great that's a great final match. I yep. mean, how, how do you how do you not? And here's the thing: how do you not want that to be your final match? How do you not want that in front of a hundred and ten thousand people in Texas mm-hmm. to be your final? I mean, that's the greatest send off of all time. What would be even more incredible is if. Uh, he part of his contract was he requested Jr. to call the match. Jim Ross. Yep. I don't know if that's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I I really don't want to have Jim Ross call the matches. Why not? I don't. I don't. You don't want him to come back and call, like hear him say everything he said awesomely about Steve Austin. I think it's because I've heard too much Jim Ross. No way. By the way, Jim man. Ross's live reads are really good too. Yeah. He does it as uh, random people. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he'll do it as like Sam Mushnick mm-hmm. or like some random old promoter. Yeah. The best thing ever. He does. He's like, um, you ever you ever watch like the Crawl Show or like any Nick Crawl stuff? He does a character that's uh, that's like a radio DJ named like Choopy Choopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what that Jim Ross like live read reminds yeah, me he of. Does like the, he'll do the different voices. He does yeah. the uh, the Jim Barnett mm-hmm. really good. Uh, the Jim Barnett impersonation is my favorite that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. MG Geek in our chat room. By the way, guys, we record this show live, and we have a very active chat room here. Oh yeah. Uh, MG Geek says, "Can Austin take ten suplexes? I think they're going to protect his neck, and I think what they're going to end up doing mm-hmm. is a brawl." Yeah. You know, there's a reason why Austin said, "Make it into a Texas Death Match." Right. Uh, it's not. It's not out of nowhere. You know, like that's not the first thing that comes into your mind mm-hmm. when you're saying, "Like, okay, well, we're doing this quick." I know Austin's a brilliant guy, but mm-hmm. I really think that that was thought in. Yeah. You know, he thought about these. Like, well, if I were to come back, it would have to be a brawl because I can't take, the, you know, a suplex. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, what am I going to do? Well, let's do a brawl. Mm-hmm. Just go all around the arena. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like a total all-out brawl. Like, you have to make these guys hate each other. Yeah, yeah. Hate each other. Also, like... F- that would sell out that arena because he, Austin would bring everybody from Texas into that arena. Oh, I mean, listen. Uh, Aust- having Austin, Brock, Taker, Cena, uh, Triple H, uh, Triple H, and uh, Rock, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you, we're going to see a Shawn Michaels, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> no, well, you know what? That would that would be the icing on the cake. Yeah, but we're not going to see that. It would be. I predict right guys. now you're going to get a Hardy Boys reunion, and they're going to face. Somebody, the Dudleys, Hardys and Dudleys, Hudleys and Dudleys, Edge and Christian, Hudleys and Hudleys and Dudleys. That's my uh, restaurant, by the way, I, on the freeway. My my like Waffle House is called Hudleys and Dudleys. I like that. I'd eat yeah. there. It sounds tasty. The, um, I think the, the Hardys are definitely coming back. Yeah, I I think you know what though. You talk about a return, like Jeff Hardy. I think will come back. Yeah, he, he's he's they're gonna they're interested in him. They so. need uh, Matt Hardy needs to stop being a pastafarian, and then that. Yeah, bring it back. <laughs> listen. You know what bothers? I I never liked Jeff Hardy. Really? Never liked him. The whole this thing. Why not? I don't know. You do, do that the very neon. well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. He comes down. That's all he does. Uh-huh. That's all I see. I always was hoping that he would just fall when he goes on the turnbuckle and he does that thing. Uh-huh. I was hoping he would just fly fall right down. I I like. Don't I, like him. He's too scrawny and flippy floppy. I always like the Hardy Boys, and I love. Um, Jeff Hardy's entrance because it's so ridiculous. Whenever I do like a creative character, <laughs> it's Jeff Hardy. I give, always like I'll give um my dude like the Jeff Hardy entrance with with this thing, you know, uh, and it's great. It's just I, I don't know. 
Matt was my favorite Hardy. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I'll go with Jeff Hardy. Like, like Jeff Hardy had some quality matches. Like, the whole feud with The Undertaker was awesome. The CM Punk feud was awesome. I see. That that was the time that I wasn't really connected. He was so over. Remember, I was a Raw guy. Like, I couldn't commit to SmackDown. Okay. So I missed so much on SmackDown, mm-hmm. especially, like, in the early 2000s. Like, the good SmackDown. He was so over. It was ridiculous. I don't get why. Because he was young. He was every... 13 year olds create a character yeah he was That's all it was it, it, the, the indies like the backyard wrestling groups uh-huh. it was a bunch of jeff hardy's yeah like that's all it was a bunch of jenko pants and wife beaters he was the uh, hot topic landed on jeff hardy oh, yeah. and it exploded, exploded. On him, and that's it that's yeah. why he was still he over. is hot topic yeah. yeah that's it he's hot topic incarnate and everybody was just like this dude is so edgy and alternative and, you know, he'd come out with the painted fingernails and, like, the fishnet uh, friggin' sleeves and all that, you know. Uh, unfortunately, it was really pilled out, and oh, yeah. that was the reason why. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to paint my face. He was just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the total cotton mouth. Yeah. Can't even talk. He, that's how he just dressed regularly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, great theme song, too. Come yeah, on. great theme song. You're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get the Hardys reunited with Lita, and then you're gonna no, get, you're not getting Lita. <laughs> you're gonna Lita's get the Dudleys reunited with Stacey Keebler. It's gonna be amazing. And then Scott Steiner's gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, I just like talk, I think they're gonna do a lot of um, a lot of dream matches at that WrestleMania. I agree with you that. Know, the biggest WrestleMania of all time. They're gonna have yeah. to uh, uh, the granddaddy of them all. Even though that's a banned mm-hmm. word, you cannot call WrestleMania the granddaddy mm-hmm. of them all. Mm-hmm. Vince doesn't like it. Um, Makes it feel old. The I think you're also gonna get like some like heavy NXT stuff on WrestleMania next year. Uh, yeah. I, okay. So, do you think the NXT title should be defended at WrestleMania? I think you honestly. Like, I think so. I'm gonna call it right now. Your WrestleMania, one of your WrestleMania matches next year is gonna be Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn for the IC title. Okay, that's interesting because okay. Zayn, like people forgot about Sami Zayn. Like that dude's coming back at some point soon ish and just and he still has that unresolved feud they're gonna put him right on the main roster i guarantee it like i think zane is done with nxt he's gonna be a surprise um entrant into the rumble and you're gonna get that feud going forward okay so with with let, let's let's talk about the product now yeah. oh by the way did you see the eric bischoff interview i heard it was fantastic very good mm-hmm. very very good uh JBL was great. Yeah. Uh, this is essentially a shoot interview. They're capitalizing on the shoot interviews, like we said they should be doing mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, on how they don't have their own interview segment like this is astonishing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Got to protect the business. I, you know what? They're loosening it up because yeah. it was interesting. They were talking about Russo at one point, mm-hmm. and JBL goes, he goes, yeah, I went, on, I went on YouTube, and I saw a bunch of these shoot interviews that he was doing. And I was like, that's so interesting that they're acknowledging. I've never heard them acknowledge a shoot interview before. Were <laughs> you like, huh, JBL knows how to use a computer? Yeah, like, like, that <laughs> but like that's, that's actually, I've never heard them acknowledge like an outside interview or any kind of like interview as a shoot interview. They've yeah. said shoot, like, oh, he, he was shooting, but mm-hmm. they've never said like a shoot interview. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really interesting, the Eric Bischoff thing. And he, he, you know, the guy and JBL said, he goes, at one point, this was the most powerful man in television. It's and true. That's absolutely right. Yeah. He was absolutely right. He was he was he asked them really interesting questions that I've never heard anybody ask and it, it really uh was fascinating because he said should you have been in line to run the Time Warner Empire. Mm-hmm. And you know, you think about it at that point he was vice president. Yeah. 
of you know WCW or whatever it was because I guess the, the main president is the president, mm-hmm. and the guy should have been groomed, yeah, to possibly become president of Turner Broadcasting or eventually become a major executive Time Warner, yeah. And he said the reason why is because he just he wouldn't show up in a suit and tie, yeah. And the executives didn't know what to make of him. Like, they thought he was one of the boys. Mm-hmm. So, and he wanted to be one of the boys. But he, right. I think that at the end of the day was the reason why he didn't get, like, internally pushed in, within Time Warner. But yeah. uh, just, like, the end it was so sad, like, hearing mm-hmm. him talk about it and, like, all the mistakes that they made and what happened with yeah. Russo. And he was about to buy it. He put it together. He went to Brad Siegel, like, a year before. He's like, do you want to sell it? He's like, no, they'll never sell. And then he came to him. He's like, mm-hmm. uh, do you have anyone? He's like, yeah, I have someone. And they just pulled the rug under him. Like at the last, they announced mm-hmm. that WCW was sold to Fusion Media, Fusion Media, whatever mm-hmm. it was, the group. They announced it. There was a whole press conference. They said sixty-three million dollars. They were buying yeah. it like it was a done deal. Like it was finished. Yeah, yeah. And literally the day that they went to sign it, like finished the deal. They're like, oh, by the way, there's no TV. Yeah, we're canceling it. That and sucks. It, like, yeah. I can't imagine that to ever happen. Like, like how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. People, listen. Like, Sabotage. It's corporate America. Like, uh, people just, it, it, as 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 weird as it sounds, like, it's all, corporate America is sometimes built on treachery. You know what I mean? And, like, that kind of thing, I feel like, is not foreign. But also, like, you never hear it from other companies. Just the fact that it's the wrestling business. And, like, you know, people tend to lay all their stuff on the table um, from like a different perspective, like 10, 15 years later, you know what I mean? And like, it's, it's now that we're getting these interesting stories from like the late nineties, from like all these interviews, people want that nostalgia factor. Like who knows yeah. what we're going to hear 15 years from now where, you know, like Biggie's getting interviewed or something. And he's just like, by the way, John Cena, like that dude gave cocaine, to everybody in the locker room. <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, by the way, we're making a joke, but <laughs> yeah, it is a joke. Well, sometimes we have to clarify that we are making jokes yeah. on occasion. Yeah, which I'll talk about that. But uh, I mean, that's, that's your rant, though, huh? With, what? Yeah, I know, I know where you're going. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jamie Kellner is the reason why WCW got canceled. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because they were doing, um, you know, the, the the booking. I mean, obviously there was bad stuff happening there. Yeah. But Jamie Kellner is the sole reason. Jamie Kellner was an executive for uh, Time Warner. Yeah. He was the uh, the CEO of Turner Broadcasting Systems, uh-huh. uh, which is you know Time Warner. But he's the one who canceled WCW. But he's also the one. Who canceled Buffy the Vampire Slayer? That's an idiot move right there. Yeah. Buffy was very popular in that eighth season. I'm uh, more of an Angel fan myself, but. <laughs> Kellner was responsible for the cancellation of the most successful cartoons in the WB television network Jeez. The Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Freakazoid, Superman animated series, Batman New Adventures, and Hysteria. Also, on top of that, mm-hmm. uh, Kellner also was one of the main people that killed WCW. Despite the downtime, down the downtrend in ratings mm-hmm. and financial crisis, uh, they had a purchase, and Jamie Kellner decided he does not want wrestling on Turner Broadcasting. <sighs> he also canceled uh, during the tenure. Turner became blah, blah, blah. he also canceled. Yeah, um, he canceled Felicity and Buffy. Yeah, so he's an idiot. He's he has a problem with certain things. Mm-hmm. It's the most bizarre thing that he did that. Yeah, listen, it happens, man. Why would you? And you know, WCW and, and Buffy at the time were their two highest rated programs, mm-hmm. hottest, hottest for the for the whole you know AOL Time Warner thing. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I don't like vampires. I don't like vampires, and I don't like no wrestling. Wrestling, and it, he totally just tried to put a hit on vampires. Yeah, so he, he also <laughs> said uh, Bischoff said something interesting. He goes, you know, I had we could do whatever we wanted because 
uh, Ted Turner said, as long as you know I'm alive, mm-hmm. you'll always there'll always be wrestling on Turner Broadcast. Mm-hmm. So Eric goes. So I was playing that card. Yeah, yeah. Like I had that card in my back pocket. Is like they're not going to cancel us. Like you got Turner. But he goes, what I didn't know is that 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 I had the worst hand. Mm-hmm. Turner was was out. Like there was he had no power at all. Yeah, in the company at that point, he had yeah. a position. Yeah, he had a high up position, but he had no power at all. He had no say, and I was using that card uh-huh. for two years with these guys, and they knew what I had. Yeah. I had no idea what they had. It was interesting. Yeah. Like that whole thing was fascinating. Uh, just interesting that you know the way that it went, and I I have this question for the audience. Okay, and I was thinking this the other day. Everybody talks about, um, you know, WCW dying. Like, what killed WCW? What killed WCW? My question mm-hmm. is. What would have happened if WCW did not die, if Fusion bought them, mm-hmm. and Turner didn't cancel them? Where would have WCW been? Yeah. Would we have had TNA? Would we have had Ring of Honor? Would we have had, you know, would ECW, well, ECW collapsed bef- a little before, like mm-hmm. a month before. But where would wrestling have gone if Fusion bought them mm-hmm. from Time Warner, and they never got canceled? I think you would have, uh, if depending on the money invested, I think you would have gotten another talent like, like, uh, uh, like, like you would have had talent jumping, um, not so much your top guys, but like, fig- like let's let's th- think about it this way. Okay. okay, so like, let's say Fusion Bottom. This is what two thousand one. This is March two thousand and one. Okay, so two thousand one, your top guys are like, let's just throw all the names in there: Austin Rock, Triple H, I think Angle was around um possibly like taker kane taker kane jericho jericho i think you would have gotten your mid your upper mid card guys would have been gouted to that they would have lured them away with the money uh turner would have yeah well to remember Turner. remember when fusion got them they were working on a bare bone budget so okay. remember they're not going to they were going to probably they were going to buy everybody's contract so mm-hmm. everything was going to stay intact yeah so they had who they had um, I don't think it, it's a question of who's jumping ship, but mm-hmm. remember, ECW was an open playing field at this point. So yeah. Rob Van Dam, all these guys that came from ECW, like a Rob Van Dam or a Rhino, yeah, uh, would they have gone to WCW? It's quite a possibility that they would have. See, I think that's that's probably your safer option, where like they would have just absorbed all the ECW guys and created like a national like alternative. That yeah. that's kind because of, you you never know with this stuff. But as far as like you know, like I feel like you'd have a Ring of Honor, you'd have like a TNA at some point, like yeah. something similar. I, to I, that, I think you know? what they would have done at, at one point. I think with WCW the way that it was going, I mm-hmm. think Bischoff's idea was that he was probably still going to downsize it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that you know what became of the X division would have happened in WCW. Yeah, uh, remember a lot of those executives moved over to TNA. Um, I think guys like AJ Styles and them, they would have still become the future of that company. Yes. Uh, we would have seen Booker T become, you know, the main guy for a long time for 85 WCW. Time 85 time WCW champion. Mm. Uh, Ric Flair probably would have still come over to the WWE, in my opinion. I think so. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm just trying to. I don't think Hogan would have been a major player at that point because no. Hogan was, was finished. Uh, Hogan, Nash, and, and Hall were kind of out of it. I think they probably would have showed up back and forth. Yeah. Remember, Macho had made a return at that right. point. In like late 2000, yeah. he made a return. Yeah, uh, I'm curious to see what they would have done with that. The Jeff Jarrett thing was just bizarre. The NWO too. Uh, that, that, like, the fact that Jarrett had, like, he was champion, mm-hmm. like, two times. Yep. Him. 
so weird. It is. Uh, you know what? Like I, I, he's the one guy I've. Never, I think like ever Mark Jindrak and all those guys. Sean O'Hare. Yeah, you would have seen a lot more from those guys. Palumbo. Palumbo. You would have seen yeah. a lot more from those guys. I agree with that too. Uh, you know what? It, it, it's an interesting. It's an interesting idea. If they never went out of business, mm-hmm. what the scope of wrestling would have been in the early two thousands, and would they still be here today? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be very different. I think it'd be a very, very different playing field. But it's it's interesting to look at why they fell apart and the story. The 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 easy answer is well, it was they were crappy. Yeah. I don't think it had anything to do with ratings or ad revenue or anything. It was I, corporate decisions. It was corporate decisions. There was another. There was another interesting uh, moment for them is that they wanted to do like this crazy millennium show. Right. Do you know? Have you heard about this? No. Eric Bischoff came up with this idea to rebound the entire company. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it was going to take us out. It was going to put us in the black. Uh, this idea that he had, he was going to do this millennium countdown mm-hmm. where they were going to have Kiss do drop the ball, and we're going to have uh, wrestling. Yeah, I remember that. They were going to have like this crazy pay per view where it was going to generate all this revenue. They were going to have all these superstars yeah. through Turner. It was going to be like Turner's countdown, like this whole thing. Yeah. And he came up with the numbers, and he's like, we would have done really well with it. Yeah. Um. And they were so scared of Y2K. Yeah. Like, they were terrified. The executives, they didn't know what was going to happen. They honestly thought the end of the world was coming, so right. they did not do it. How weird is that? How weird is that? 15 years ago, man, people were freaking the, freaking freaking the F out. The F out. I was Y2K. in Times Square that night. Were you? Yeah. Were you freaking out? No. Did you think it was over? Nope, not at all. I, I just hated waiting for eight hours, but, you know, no, no freak out. Everything yeah. was working. Everything was just fine. Uh, Russo had a boner for JJ. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Um. So that it was really good, guys. I think you should go check it out if you want to. I'll check it out. Yeah, you should check it out. It's a very, very good interview. Uh, JBL does a phenomenal job with that. Um, I'm hoping they do more of these. I I think they will going forward because they they had to replace Swerve with something. Oh, that's so bad. Uh, I liked it, but think about how little production this requires, right? Yeah, just, JBL's JBL. just sitting there with a legend. Mm-hmm. I I'm curious on who they bring in. You know, I want to see some other guys that normally we don't see interviews from. I don't want to see like the flares. I don't want to see guys yeah. that are always around. Like, bring Tully. Billy Kidman. J.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. Bring J.J. Bring J.J. J. Arn Anderson, man. I'd Arn love to see, like, a three-hour Arn yeah. Anderson Lex interview. Luger. No. Well, I would love to see Luger yeah, in there. Not me. Harley Race. Uh, bring in a Harley Race. Harley uh, Race would be awesome. I'm trying to think. Who else Who else could we... Vader. <laughs> That's all he does. <laughs> For four hours. Uh, Yeah, I mean... I, I, I would love Dean to Malenko. see that. Yeah, like find out, like find out about their psychology. Find out, like, mm-hmm. just there's so many guys that they could utilize that we haven't seen. Boba Brazil, well, he's dead, so I want to see Boba Brazil twenty four seven. Who's who's Bruno? Yeah, do a retrospective with Bruno. That would be awesome. You uh, know, wrestling in the sixties and 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 how it changed. See, you know, like I. Uh, they, I feel like they dropped the ball with something that they debuted a few years ago. The Red Legends Roundtable? No, not the Legends Roundtable. Remember that? I don't know if you ever saw it, but it's one of the most amazing DVDs that they put out, which was the rivalries, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Oh, yeah, they, but they, yeah, that was great. And they sat, sat, sat down and they do the interview about the storyline. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. See, like, if they, because when, when that came out, they were like, we plan to do this for, like, fully Triple H. Rock like Austin. Triple, yeah, yeah, Rock Austin. And it just never happened. They do that you know? a lot, though. And it's interesting because you would expect them to kind of commit to things, to projects. And right. they don't really, they have a problem committing to projects outside of, you know, Mondays and, and, and wrestling on right. TV and pay-per-views. They, they've always had that issue where they've always done these, like, cool, interesting little mm-hmm. things 
that get, you know, the the off the fringe kind of following. Yeah. And then they killed. Like, I thought Legends Roundtable was great. And yeah. then Vince McMahon one day was like, is he smoking a cigar? Yeah. Like, on TV? He's like, what, what the hell is this? What is he doing? Yeah, like, he lost it because people were smoking cigars and just hanging out and shooting the shit. So ridiculous. Um, You know, like, Michael Hayes. Like, the guy. Like, the guy has so many stories. I would love to have Michael Hayes do one of these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just weird. I, I think, you know, it, regardless of it being a major corporation, it's mm. still one guy. Oh, yeah. It's still one guy. It's part of the charm. And though. when he doesn't feel like doing it, he doesn't feel like doing it, mm-hmm. and it's over. It's part of the charm, I yeah. think. And, and it's still, to the end, it's still a little carny, right? It's still one guy running this company. That is a hands-on boss right there. Yeah. Um. What else was there to talk about? I'm sure there's something else. I we, took we... Some, some quick NXT notes. Okay, go ahead. I watched it last night. All right, number one. Um, I realized that even like I, th- I know they're pushing Ava Marie. I can't stand her, and I threw it out on Twitter last night that like she seems like the type of person that's always been told she's gorgeous, so never had to develop a personality. And I feel like that comes through with her character and like her matches or whatever, because like now she's winning, man. I think they're gonna try to put that NXT title on her. Who is this? Ava Marie. No, I think they're they're getting away from that. No, nah, I think they are, man. She beat Carmella yesterday. I, they did. She did. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't see them doing that. That's Guaranteed that's a travesty. Because she's she's like their Tori Wilson. You can look, but you can't touch. They're, she's their new Tori Wilson. I, I think they're gonna back away from that I, with Kana now. Did she wrestle? Did you see her wrestle? She didn't. Well, I've seen her wrestle. Yeah, but have, like, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen her wrestle. Uh, on the the the. The, the the Japanese women's wrestling, yeah. But her debut was awesome, you know, with Dana Brooke and uh, Evil Emma. I think you're gonna get some like really cool stuff. Yeah, out that'd of that. be cool. Um, that was also one of my notes. But and it's fresh, you know, it feels new. It feels fresh. I think Tyler Breeze is gonna be stuck on NXT for a very long time. Um, but what I wanted to mention was I also feel that they're telling guys to be Shawn Michaels, right? You think so? Three dudes, I think they're going, all right, Tyler Breeze, they're like, you know, be a little Shawn Michaelsy. Yeah. Ziggler, uh, you know what? Be a little Shawn Michaelsy. And Seth Rollins, hey, listen, just try to be a little Shawn Michaelsy. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, at this point, their characters are pretty much three different versions of Shawn Michaels, if you think about it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right? you're like, right. They're three weird, like, shadows of, like, a certain era of Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Like, Tyler Breeze is close to the male stripper Shawn Michaels. And, and like, the you know, like, the pretty boy Shawn Michaels. Um, Ziggler is, like, second half of his career <laughs> Shawn yeah. Michaels. And Rollins is, like, like the pill push, the, like, like the pill chugging. Like the dirty, the, the dirty, dirty Michaels, Shawn Michaels, yeah. you know? Like, but he's not pilled up. He's right. just like. Just like that ring work. Like, yeah. Like the way it's like he's carrying himself with the title, you know? It's very much late 90s Shawn Michaels, you so, know? Um, with the women's division, NXT, I really think they're going to eventually bring in Santana Garrett. Do you know who she is? Yeah. She is, I believe she's the NWA. She has like six titles right now. Wow. She's the Shine champion. She's mm. the NWA champion. I think she's she's with Global Force now. Okay. Uh, she's very good. Mm. Very, very good. She, she's right up their alley. Um, I think with the women's division, I, they it, it, they got to do something fresh. Yeah. Uh, I do like... You know what I like in TNA? Dollhouse. I don't know what that is. Doll, it's like a stable of uh, the, some of the girls. And they come the out knockouts. to... Yeah, they're knockouts. They come out to... Um, 
They come out to Courtney Love's uh, doll, Dollhouse song. Uh-huh. I thought it was good. I don't know how they licensed that. After all the financial troubles, how is it that they've licensed the whole song? It's probably not that expensive, dude. <laughs> you don't think so? You yeah. don't think it's expensive to license a whole song? We could probably license a whole song for the for the beginning of the show. I would like a whole song. Which one do you want? Uh, uh, they did a great cover of um, on I think I think it's on the uh, the first Crow soundtrack. They did like some cover. I can't remember what the name of the song is. It's uh, Taryn Terrell's crew. Okay, Dollhouse. I actually, I, I, I like Taron Terrell. Because you like good. the knockouts. I, God, it's unbelievable. You know what's interesting? Ten years ago, we were talking about how great the TNA women's division was. Yeah. And now we're talking about the NXT. Yep. NXT is taking that mm-hmm. totally away from that. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I watched some Ring of Honor. It was okay. Mm-hmm. I have not watched TNA. Uh, I just can't do it. I got to catch up on my NGPW, man. Yeah, there's been a lot of New Japan. I kind of, yeah. I, you know what happened? I binge watched so much during the G1. Ah, yeah. Where I kind of fell out of it. I was like, oh, you know, I got it. Like the, a lot of like the smaller shows. Mm-hmm. I kind of fell out of it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. You know, when I get a moment. Because it's like a weird period right now for them. But uh, I got to get into it because AJ Styles is the number one contender now. Right. Uh, and he's the number one contender for um, for Ring of Honor as well. I guarantee you. You're gonna get him as the double champion. I would love that. I would love yeah. him to win both titles. That'd be that'd be really that'd be great for Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I think that's it. I, I, there's not much else to talk about. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but we got to wrap it up anyway. Uh, anything you want to say before we uh, get out of here? No, man. Like I think I'm good. I think uh, we covered everything. Um, it was fun. Another fun show. Another fun-filled, action-packed show. Um, what about you? Do you have anything? Do you order your plugs? Uh, I'm going to be performing comedy at the Hunkabunka <laughs> in Lodi, New Jersey. At the Hunkabunka. <laughs> no, uh, no plugs. Uh, you go to a website, gfknetwork.com. Guys, subscribe to the show. I really encourage all you guys. We have a video podcast. We have an audio podcast. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to both. We're everywhere podcasts are available. Really helps us out with the numbers. Uh, we're on YouTube. You can subscribe mm-hmm. to us on YouTube. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Mattman Podcast on Twitter. BTC Rich on Twitter. Andrew Zarian on Twitter. And uh, that's it, guys. See you all next week. Hunka mm-hmm. Bunka. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.